Welcome to English in 10 Minutes, real, unscripted English conversations about people, places, and their stories. After you listen to the episode, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Today, Wendy and I are talking once again about the small country of Lesotho, and in particular about community tourism here in Lesotho. But before we begin, let me remind you that you can get a special offer of 10 US dollars in italki credits with your first purchase by visiting go.italki.com slash English in 10 minutes. With italki, you can learn real language and culture and have a personal, customized experience to help you reach fluency fast. So we're here in Lesotho, and we talked last time about how we really enjoyed Lesotho, but when you look at it as a country compared with other countries around it or other countries in the world, there aren't that many obvious destinations to visit within the country. Yeah, that's really true. Uh, Maseru, the capital, I would say, is not a tourist destination. It's not a very attractive city, and that's really not what Lesotho has to offer. The best parts of Lesotho are the rural areas where you get out into the nature and the beautiful landscapes and the mountains. But yeah, there's not really one particular mountain or one particular thing that you have to see that's, you know, so much better than everything else. It's more just the, the landscapes in general, I would say, and, you know, the experience of staying in a village and seeing the daily life of the people. Right. And so that experience can sometimes be a bit hard to come by. You know, usually you have these particular destinations that you want to visit, and that's not really the case here. But what they've done in order to maximize the way that you can appreciate the daily life, like you said, is that there's a lot of community tourism that goes, that goes on in the villages here. And there are, I think, four places in particular where you can go and participate in this community tourism. And I think that's been a really fabulous experience for us mm -hmm. uh, to do while we've been here. And, you know, in some cases, Bringing mass tourism to villages can have negative effects. Uh, sometimes it's perhaps not done well or there's just simply too many people. Uh, I know there's a place in Namibia that we chose not to go to because it seemed a bit contrived where these busloads of people are just dumped into this village and it just didn't seem like something we wanted to be a part of. But community tourism, real community tourism, when it's done well, I think can be really beneficial to everybody. And we've seen that in some other countries, uh, like Kyrgyzstan, for example, like Ethiopia. And I think here in Lesotho, it's, it's really ripe for that, for the reasons that we mentioned. And they've done it really well in the places that we've seen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Malaya Lea, in particular, was the first village that we visited here in Lesotho. And the community tourism there, uh, which takes place through the Malayalaya Lodge, has been going on for decades now. They started in the early 90s or maybe even earlier. Uh, I know they had some photos on the walls from 1991, so they've been there at least that long. And now there's a whole generation of children and young adults who have grown up with the lodge, and it's such a huge part of the village. First of all, it brings in a lot of employment um, because it's quite a large operation and a lot of of the, the residents of the village do work for the lodge and with the lodge in some capacity, whether it's as guides or as waiters or kitchen staff in the restaurants or all different things. And then they, they have lots of programs where they take the proceeds from the lodge and then they give that back to projects in the community. So that 
could be in the form of schools. They have scholarships for children to go to school, and they help build extra uh, classrooms and things for the local schools. They also have a library for the children. So uh, we met the librarian, and he told us about uh, how he reads uh, stories to the children, and the children have even created their own books where they illustrate the books themselves. They make drawings inside. And so, yeah, the, it seems like the Lodge has really had a very positive impact on the community as a whole in so many ways. And instead of changing people's lives for the worse by bringing in these other influences, it, it seems like it's changed their lives for the better. And what they've really tried to do and, and done successfully is preserve their traditional customs and cultures and then show that to the people like us who come to see it. Um, and so we, took, we did a couple of hikes um, and so, you know, this is very well organized. They have a series of hikes listed and then they have guides who will come and do it for a certain price, depending on the hike. Uh, one of our guides was very knowledgeable and was very keen to share all of what he knew about, about his own culture and, and told us all kinds of things regarding marriages and funerals and just traditional life in that area. And so that was really great for us to learn all those things from him. Mm -hmm. And he was also a member of a band who often plays at the Lodge. So every evening there is a local choir who sings. And then after the choir, there's a local band that plays. Um, and that was one of my favorite parts about staying at the Malayalaya Lodge. I loved the band. They were just so energetic and I loved their music. They play all handmade instruments. Uh, so they're not instruments that you buy in a store. They're, for example, the drum would be an oil drum that used to have oil in it. And then, you know, they've added some kind of plastic or animal skin or whatever it is that they use to, to beat the drum. And then they have handmade guitars that are like three-stringed guitars. And they have something that they call a violin. I mean, it's not really that close to what I think of as a violin, but it's that kind of stringed instrument. And so they play these, and then they sing, and some of them dance as well. And I thought it was really fantastic to watch. And of course, it is, you know, part of the culture. It's the local traditional music as well. So that's another kind of thing that you get to learn about when you're there. And I thought it was great the way they integrated them into the lodge because they told us that initially the band was just playing out on the streets in the village. So whenever they would see tourists uh, walk by, then they would start playing and, you know, in the hope that the tourists would leave a tip. And then the lodge said, well, why don't you come here and we'll make it a bit more organized. The lodge doesn't pay them any money, but they set up a very clear sign that says, you know, suggested donation, and they tell you how much they think you should pay um, as, a, as a donation, as a tip. And if you don't want to, then you don't watch or, you know, but it seems like most people were definitely giving a donation. I think some people gave even more than the suggested donation. And so I think it probably works much better for the band and also for the tourists because, you know, it can be kind of uncomfortable if, you know, you're walking down the street and someone is playing music and you know that they're hoping for a tip from you. Whereas the way it works now, the tourists can all decide whether they want to go see it or not. 
And it was something that I, you know, started looking forward to at the end of every day because I thought the band was fantastic. So it's just another example of how people from the local community, and in this case, it's not... A lot of these people don't work. Like I said, they don't work for the lodge, and the lodge isn't paying them uh, to play the music, but they are still benefiting from the lodge being there. So now we're in a different village, which is called Roma, and it's also one of these community tourism setups. And we're actually staying in an old trading post from the turn of the century. And I mean, we're budget travelers, so we don't usually stay in places that are that nice, to be honest, especially here in Africa. But this is probably the nicest room that we've stayed in on this whole trip. It is. It's a really beautiful room. We have two big windows where we can see out onto the grounds. We have a fireplace, although, you know, it's not that cold anymore, so we don't need to use the fireplace. But just the, the furnishings and everything are really beautiful. It's a really lovely place just to sit and relax. And that's mostly what we've been doing because we're almost at the end of our three months in Africa and we're a bit tired and we, <laughs> we needed to relax and rest. And this has been a fantastic place to do that. Yeah, the Roma Lodge, the Roma Trading Post Lodge is not as well organized in terms of the community activities as Malaya Lea was. Although one thing we did today, which was really nice, was we went to a community center, which is just down the road. Um, There's a German volunteer who's staying here at the lodge who works there, and she's here for one year. Uh, to, to work at the community center. And so every day kids go there. Um, some kids go after school. Some kids go instead of school because their parents can't afford to send them to school. Um, but it was really nice to go and see that as well. Yeah. And, you know, they've done a lot with the limited resources that they have. They have a library there with quite a few books. They have a wonderful little homemade playground where they've built all these toys and things that the children can play on. Um yeah, it was it was great to see what they're doing in the community, uh, and particularly for for the children in the community. And I did speak to the managers of the lodge, and they said that they are working now on training guides that can lead ch- uh, tourists on hikes as well. Right now, they're really just proposing one short hike out to some dinosaur footprints, which is another attraction that Lesotho has um, that you don't see in many parts of the world. And which we accidentally stumbled across upon ourselves yesterday. Yeah, we were planning to take the guide, and then we just went on a walk by ourselves and saw something on the ground and said, I bet that is a dinosaur <laughs> footprint, because that's definitely what it looks like. Um, but yeah, yeah, this lodge is under a new management, has been for the past few months, and so they are working on training guides and creating more hikes and things like that. So if people come, you know, say a month from now, I think there will be even more activities for people to do if you're not lazy like us and just want to sit around and read books and relax. <laughs> listening to English in 10 Minutes. To download a worksheet for this episode, including the most useful vocabulary and a full transcript of the conversation, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com.